Hey everyone, this is Scriptwriter Steve. Today is January 10th, 2021. It is currently 3.31 a.m. in the morning here in Hawaii. And I'm doing another one of those late broadcasts because that's what I like to do. So in case you reached the wrong podcast, this is Barbecue 2 Movies, where I talk everything from barbecue to politics to movies, anything under the sun, what I feel like it, and I just sit here at night and just tell you what's on my mind. And usually it's pretty interesting, you know, sometimes it's a little boring. Sometimes I read a little news here and do a little commentary. Um, And then sometimes, you know, I cut to a commercial when I have nothing to talk about. (laughs) So, But uh, right now, why don't I I update you on my barbecue? So um, uh, a day ago, I cooked a brisket. And then I, uh, you know, when you cook the brisket, I think I marched through the entire process. You have to, the last part of the brisket is you have to actually stuff it in the oven or you, you, know, you can keep it on your firebox, right there, not your firebox, but your smoker. And you have to cook it till it reaches 203 degrees. It's very simple. You just wrap it with tin foil or paper, or not tin foil, but you know, aluminum foil. I'm sorry about that. And, um, and you just wrap it. You know, watch your fire if it's on the smoker, and you cook it till it reaches around 203. And, um, you know, I was really tired from the day before, so I just popped it in the oven, took a shower, and thought, okay, I'm just going to put up the temperature of the oven to 325, and it should go up to 203. Well, I have my probe there, I have my cell phone, so I think my cell phone should ring when it reaches 203. I wake up around 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's stuck at 185, and that's a really weird stall. So I said, that's, a, that's something weird. I've never experienced a brisket stalling out, and stalling is when the temperature doesn't go any higher than, um, than it's supposed to. So, so say, for example, brisket usually stalls at 160 degrees or 165. So having it stall at 185, that's, huh, that's really weird, and it wouldn't go up. So I thought, oh, that's, that's okay, so I'll... I'll just leave it there for a little longer, maybe an hour. And this is at around like 3 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, I started smoking this brisket at, at 12 o'clock, and this is way too long already. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to – something is up. I'm going to take my um, my other uh, manual probe, right, my little pocket probe, and stick it in there and uh, see if it's actually tender. So usually when you want to, you know, you know stick, a, stick a brisket – you can just kind of tell by sticking it, not even looking at the, t- at the temperature, if it goes in like butter. And this thing went in like butter. And then I look at the temperature and it's like, oh crap, it's 210. It's an overcooked brisket. <laughs> so my thermometer probe was off. It was wrong. <laughs> this expensive thermometer probe, this remote probe that my friend got me from, from Buffalo, uh, it was off. And I said, and it was, it's usually on, but apparently maybe, I must have damaged it somehow. So, so this remote thing was off by about, I think about ten degrees, no twenty degrees, um, more than that, maybe twenty one or twenty seven degrees, and that's that's really off. That's not a little off. That's like huge. So that's why my my, my alarm didn't go off, and I ended up with an overcooked brisket. And uh, I did serve it today. My cousin came over. And it was, uh, it still tasted really good, but it was a little on the dry side. I think that may be because I didn't really cook it with a water pan the entire way. But I think a lot of it is because I kind of just cooked the moisture out of it. Um, you know, that is way too long at 210 degrees. And then I he- heated it up the day, you know, you know, the, the um, today to serve. 
So, um, but it wasn't all a failure because the, the brisket tastes great. It was very tender. Um, it did break apart more than I wanted to. But overall, it it was there, and we still had a good time eating it. Uh, it was really, really flavorful, very, very, very smoky. It was really good. And my cousin, he created, um, I guess he likes to experiment with flavors, or maybe he doesn't. Um, but he put, he kind of made his own concoction with um, uh, this uh, this spicy, uh, this spicy vegetable, this Korean vegetable, and um, he just put it right on top of there and ate it. And he said, he told me, Steve, this tastes really good. And I said, okay, I'll try it. You know, I got got to keep an open mind. So I tried it, and it actually tastes really good. So uh, this uh, spicy lettuce or spicy cabbage, it's spicy cabbage, not spicy lettuce. The spicy cabbage goes really well with the brisket on top of there, and maybe I'm going to try, you know, slap it, you know, slap some buns on there and make little sliders with it, and maybe I have something to sell when I finally open my barbecue restaurant. And uh, you know, we're going to name it after my cousin. Which is going to be pretty cool. We're going to call it. Well, I can't call it. I can't expose my my cousin's name on on uh, to my nationwide audience because you know you guys may stalk him. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't want to expose my recipe too because it may be really good. It may be it may be the one that makes me a million dollars. So I can't tell you exactly what it is, but uh, it, it it really was a good thing. And I think uh, we'll see if it works. Maybe I got to put some barbecue sauce on there, but huh, it worked out pretty good. So uh, that's my barbecue story for you, um, and the moral of the story is to make sure your temperature works. I got a, I got a little lazy there. Uh, usually, I stick my temperature probe into a, a nice cold water, and and there's a I forgot what the temperatures are. I always have to Google it, but I think it's around you know 31 or 32 degrees or something like that that, that it has to be. And uh, if it's not that, then um, then your thermometer's off. So I forgot to actually check whether or not my thermometer was was working before I poked it to make sure I got the right right measurement. So um, moral of the story, make sure you have a working thermometer or else you'll get really too tender brisket, which isn't too bad. It's not too bad, to be honest. It's It, it, it just isn't competition-style brisket, right? But who really cares about the competition? Okay. Um, I want to talk about America right now, um, but before I do that, I got to go gather my thoughts, and I have to cut to a commercial, so here we go. I'll only be gone for about a minute. I think it's a minute. I think these commercials run like a minute, so don't go anywhere, so tune right back in, okay? Okie dokie. I hope you're back. I'm back, apparently, because I still need to get this off my chest here. So, where the hell... Is America going now? You know, our guy, President Trump, he didn't get elected. And maybe the fight isn't over yet. I've been hearing some things on top of the internet, but I think I'm pretty sure it's over, guys. Um, I, I still want to be hopeful. I have some friends who are very hopeful. And there's some being, there's some echoes out there that, you know, you know, something may have happened that Nancy Pelosi's hard drives may have gotten or her laptop got stolen. And there's some secret information on top of there. And, and there's some like... um court in Italy that has some like person over there who said they hacked the election. I'm not sure if that's true. It seems a little far-fetched for me until I see some real evidence of that happening. Um, and we just have to take some people's words for it, but that I don't operate like that. Man, if it is true, that's great. If it's not true, huh, you know, we're, we still have to suck it up. But what's happening right now is just crazy. Because it feels to me, and I, and I, again, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy nut, but it feels to me as though we're losing our, really our freedom, 
our freedom to our First Amendment, which is the most important you know right we have here in America, which is which is um, your freedom of speech. Um, <laughs> and it seems as though the 2020 this year, it's just been you know COVID, you know, took away my right to operate as a business, and I basically pretty much went broke because of it. You know the the pandemic, uh, you know money that that comes in. <laughs> That's nothing compared to like what what I was making before. It's not enough to sustain my lifestyle. It's uh and and I didn't, you know, even other than that, we didn't get we don't have the right to assemble peacefully. We don't have the right to, you know, you know, visit a friend's, go to a funeral. And I know we have this pandemic out there. And I know we have to be careful. But the level of paranoia and and uh, and, and just the exercise of just taking away of uh, of just our our First Amendment rights, just to be an American, I don't think a uh, a virus or a pandemic, you know, gives mayors or governors the right to take away your God given rights of a human as a human being and also your constitutional rights, which are guaranteed, you know, in in this in, in the First Amendment, right, in the Constitution. Right, so it doesn't make any sense to sense to me, and here we go with now the election comes right, and it really seems as though the Democrats used this to their advantage. Let's not even joke about it, right? They they did change election laws and the mail-in ballots, and you know we saw this coming from a mile away. We could see it. We could see it that mail-in ballots, you know, they're going to stuff the ballot box. That was the new modern way of doing it, and they did it the same way. <laughs> That what happened in Georgia. So in, in the national level, a couple of states didn't report, I guess, re- report right away. They, 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 they stopped counting. And then all of a sudden, they found magical ballots. And then these magical ballots ended up pushing your opponent over, you know, the Republican. In this case, it was Biden. And the same things that happened in Georgia. A couple of precincts there, they stopped counting. And all of a sudden, they gathered the ballots and there was a dump. All of, there was a dump and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? The Republicans lost. You know, I don't understand why the mail-in ballots at these precincts have to be all of a sudden counted and dumped all at one time. Why can't they just trickle in? I, I just don't understand why... They they say voting stops at forty percent, and then all of a sudden it goes to ninety three percent, and they find out oh how many votes do we need? How many votes do we need? It it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mail in ballot should be counted first, and then the in the, um then then after that the voting in person voting should be counted after that. Mail in ballot should not be counted after the fact. In every state where mail in ballots were counted after the fact, that means you can actually add in mail in ballots, and that fraud is actually possible but anyway we're, we're past that we have republicans for a two week to to raise a hand well actually we do have republicans who can raise a hand but the senators for some reason are a lot weaker than the representatives and i really think i really think at the top republicans and democrats they're all the same they all give us lip service they hold these senate hearings but nothing really comes of it right nothing really comes of these senate hearings so here we are, President. You know, everyone's all pissed and everyone's all paranoid. Everyone's all angry, and and there's a you know um, on January sixth there was a huge rally down there in D.C. and then you know some some Republicans stormed the Capitol. We all know about that, and maybe Antifa had a little bit to do with it, but there's no doubt a lot of Trump supporters were in there, and now they're being labeled as domestic terrorists, even though they didn't show up with guns, Molotov cocktails. 
didn't spray paint anything, anything or put down statues. Um, remember when Antifa and BLM were doing everything, looting all the stores and burning down everywhere, they said those were peaceful protests. And they were even saying, well, if you loot a store, that's, that's reparation. So go ahead and loot. That's what BLM was saying. You know, a lot of their leader, leaders were saying, yeah, this is what they consider reparations. And CNN was saying, you know, Kuma was saying, oh, well, what's a little wrong? What's a, what's a protest without a little anger? <laughs> Give me a break. So again, you had like, you know, Republicans, and I don't doubt that there are Republicans in there. And, and, I, and I saw some pictures of some, some old ladies, some, you know, who just walked in there and they want to wave their flag. <laughs> the funniest part was that when these domestic terrorists were, were going into the Capitol, they were staying within the tourist sanctions. You know, you know, the, you know those sanctions? They weren't going out of there. That's what domestic terrorists do. So I'm sure when we find domestic terrorists from now on, they're going to be walking within the sanctions. I mean, give me a break. You know, part of me, though, believes that the Democrats actually thought they were under attack because they started believing their own lie. They said, oh, Trump supporters are Nazis, they're racist, they're all this and everything. And now all of a sudden they're storming the Capitol and they think the worst, right? They said, oh, my God, they're going to burn this place down, just like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Well, no Molotov cocktails were put there, none whatsoever. I mean, they could have. It could have been much, much worse. You know, again... Trump supporters are, are gun owners for the most part. They shoot guns. <laughs> they didn't show up with one gun. <laughs> the cops that were there, they're holding open the doors for them for the most part. Yeah, you know, one cop, unfortunately, he did die from injuries. I'm not sure how he got it. I, I think there should be an investigation. I mean, that is just horrible. There's no excuse. There's no reason to justify that. That's just bad. And, you know, to me, I think the Trump supporters or the people there, you know, they should have stayed on the outside. I have a friend you know, she was there, but she stayed outside of the Capitol. She didn't want to go in there because she said, you know, people were, it was, it was getting really crazy there. But she, you know, she, she did take a picture of all those people, you know, uh, you know, you know, right there assembling by the Capitol. But for the most part, everywhere else is very peaceful. Very, very, very peaceful. They had, you know, they had the speakers over there on the days leading up to January 6th. It was, it was very good. But <laughs> what happens, what happened in the day following because the Democrats, all of a sudden, they said that President Trump was inciting violence. Now, to me, I think that's totally false. I listened to his, I listened to his, um, his statement, which was taken down by Twitter. That didn't incite any violence whatsoever. You, you know, he just said he did not believe that the election, you know, he, he basically said, the election results. He didn't believe in believe in the in the in the um, the outcome. Was, now, now um, Al Gore didn't believe in it. Stacey Abrams didn't believe it. The Democrats said that they didn't believe that Trump got elected in twenty sixteen. They said that the Russians, you know, um, were colluding with Trump and the, the Russians, you know, stole the election from Hillary Clinton. They believed that for all four years, and they tried every single day to try to get Trump out of office through impeachment and false, and false investigations. Let's not forget that. You know, the liberals forget that. And they keep saying, you're, you're pushing conspiracy theories when they're the ones for four years were pushing a flat-out lie, right? But here's what happened after, and we know what happened after. Twitter took, you know, Trump's account down. They, they flat out eliminated the way he communicates to the public. And then Facebook started to, to take Trump's account down. 
And then on top of that, Facebook started to take down other conservative websites as well and conservative groups. They took down some of my posts. They didn't even warn me. And my posts were not about, you know, election stuff or anything. My, some of my posts they took down was about Hunter Biden, but I wasn't getting no nuts. I wasn't accusing him of doing, you know, some other things that are like very controversial out there. I was just saying, hey, you know, it looks as though this is Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, and there's some very questionable things on there that should be investigated. And they took that down. In fact, that's kind of just what I said. Now, there are allegations of child porn being on top of there. I didn't even say that. I just said they should be investigated. And someone on Facebook decided, hey, why don't we take that down? Isn't that horrible? They're not, and they're doing this under (laughs) this guise of trying to stop domestic terrorism. These people who stormed the Capitol, let's make, make, make one thing clear. They're not domestic terrorists. We've seen domestic terrorism. Timothy, Timothy McVeigh, right? You know, took fertilizer, gasoline, and a U-Haul truck, exploded it next to an FBI building and killed you know, a lot of people there and kids. That's domestic terrorism. The weather underground, that's domestic terrorism. Putting bombs everywhere right? The Unabomber, that's domestic terrorism, right? And the Muslim, the Muslim shooters over there in California who shot up their own co-workers, that's domestic terrorism. But what happened at the, at the Capitol? No, that's just a riot. That's just, uh, you know, it, that was not even a riot. That was just people getting out of hand. And that happens. It even happens in sports, like I told you, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. You know, people got out of hand. You know, they started climbing poles and everything. You know, turn, you know, you know, uh, turning over cars, lighting them on fire. You know, sports. It happens like that. And I think I talked about it in my last podcast. So it's nothing more than that. We can't call people who riot after their team wins a Super Bowl. You know, domestic terrorists because they're not. They're just, you know, group think when it goes bad, it's not a good thing. You know, when a bunch of group <laughs> people in a group, they start saying, hey, why don't we all do, do this? And that momentum just carries, carries them over. And then all of a sudden, they feel they have more power because the cops can't stop them. And then bad things happen. So that's all what happened there. And um, again, you know, we had one girl who got shot, but she was actually on the Trump side. And the way she was shot, it she didn't need to be shot because she was not posing any danger to the person who shot her with a gun. And I think that Secret Service agent, again, I'm all pro-cop, there has to be an investigation in there because I really think he overreacted and I think he killed her. I really think he killed her and he has to pay some time for that. But why don't we just let the investigation you know, come out and see what's, what's going on in his mind. And I want to hear what was going on in his mind when he shot that girl when she was climbing climbing that, that wall, because she was not in threat. She was not, was the vice president on the other side of that wall, right? Was he actually in imminent danger? Yes or no? You know, there, there has to be some explanation, and I'm willing to listen, because he is innocent until proven guilty. Let's make sure, you know, we all think that, because we're, you know, we believe in the Constitution, and, and he is you know, entitled to due process, Right? like every other cop who has been involved with a shooting. So what's even hap- what's worse right now though, let's get back on subject, is that it seems as seems as though 
the big tech companies who have teamed up, who teamed up with the Democrats, by the way, to get Joe Biden elected. Let's not forget that Mark Zuckerberg actually teamed up his nonprofit, helped count votes. On top of that, they put drop boxes in very liberal areas and not in conservative areas. And we don't know what was in those drop boxes, but a private nonprofit company or person cannot actually be involved with ballot counting in any type of way. They can't, Zuckerberg can't say, I'm going to put drop boxes here and there and everything there. They can't do that. You know, but that's what they did. So we know that for a fact that Zuckerberg had his hands. He wanted the, the he wanted Joe Biden to win. In fact, a lot of the big tech companies, they wanted Joe Biden to win because Trump was coming down very heavily on these big tech companies. And if he got a second term, he would attack big tech because he saw the, the, the control that they had and what would happen if they abused their power. And I bet big tech feared that as well. You know, they don't, you know, Google, Facebook, you know, Amazon, they, they have a monopoly on, on the industries that they're in. You know, Facebook on social media, Google on, Google on search engine, and a lot of other things too, by the way. They put a lot of, Google, they're, they're such a big company that does so many things and profits so much off search engine, search engine, engine, um, op, not optimization, but search engine clicks that, much of their other companies don't have to make a profit and they end up putting, you know, they end up stealing information from other companies or just buying out these other companies and then offering the, offering it for free, causing, you know, you know, companies that provide a service legitimately that people pay for to go out of business. So say, for example, like, um, like, like a simple, like a, a map, a map service, right? GPS map service directions and all that. You know, those companies are struggling because Google Maps provides that, that, that service for free. So, so what happens when you have a company, you know, that provides that, that, that provides that you charges for that? Well, they can't make any money. There has, you know, Google has to be, be, you know, broken up because it's controlling everything. It's controlling the free market. It's doing everything. And I, and I, I'll be honest, I use Google, I use my Android phone and I use, you know, Google maps over. I don't pay for the other apps because, you know, I don't want, it's free. It's really free. So anyway, Google today, well, Google yesterday decided not to, not to carry the app parlor and then so did Apple. And they did, they did this under this disguise of that, this, this, this app was being used to coordinate, I guess, domestic terrorism, which is totally false. And, um, and Facebook, again, you know, they started to remove conservative websites because I guess conservatives are the new domestic terrorists. And then all of a sudden, Amazon today, um, they announced that they're, they're actually going, going to um, remove Parler from their, from their server. So Parler all of a sudden becomes null and void. For about a week, um, Parler apparently said that they will, they will be back online within a week, but they have to find another server server farm to like host host um, host their app. But this is horrible. I mean, I mean the, <laughs> you know, social media is the modern day soapbox, right? This is where most people practice their freedom of speech, and and all forms of freedom of speech should be protected, especially offensive speech. Yeah, and unfortunately, there is a double-edged sword to this. And it is true that, 
you know, very bad things can happen when people abuse the freedom of speech. And, and, and the, like, say, for example, it's 100% okay for the group NAMBLA, the North American Man Love Boy Association, to have a website, to have, um, to plan, uh, I guess, to plan and also instruct uh, how to rape a kid, a young boy, and even have a pamphlet on how to do this, just as long as they don't do it. And they can also assemble at an elementary school. And they have all the right to do this under our, our, our constitution. And it is protected speech. And we can't do anything to stop it. And we can monitor them. But we can't do anything to stop it. So uh, it's one of those you know, double-edged swords. But even they can exist. Right? So if they can exist. And then on top of that, other people like, you know, who trade, um, I guess, naked pictures of like, like co-workers and, and all these things on, on these, uh, and, uh, all these small forums and all that. And I remember there was a, a Facebook group that was actually trading naked pictures of, um, of, of military people back and forth. I guess these people had slept with some other people and all that. And they're like trading it all back and forth and all that. It was a closed group. And even Facebook couldn't shut them down. They finally, under pressure, had to find a way to shut them down by them violating, violating some like law or something like that. But they had a hard time shutting them down. But even then, more started popping up, and then Facebook would say, "Hey, you know what? Those, those have a right to stay up." And to me, I think there has to be some type of law that they're violating. They have to find. But Facebook, you know, they keep up. You know, they allow they allow even Antifa to have their 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 their, their um their website up, and they all also allow very hateful things to to be passed on through social media that incites violence, especially things like, you know, we'll even say things like George Floyd, that video that was shared on YouTube was edited down to make as though that these, that systemic racism specifically uh, practiced by the police, which it is not, that it was actually a nationwide problem that, that white cops were targeting blacks and just, you know, killing them. It's a hundred percent false narrative but that gave birth to so much riots across America, so much anger, because if that were true, who wouldn't be angry, right? I would be angry, but I knew for a fact that there would be something else, and I also know for a fact there's a better way to channel anger, but I knew there was more to the story, and there, there was more to the story, and we found out that the whole video, when played in full context from the time where these cops put over George Floyd, or there were other blacks in the SUV, and he was he was high on something, and he said, I can't breathe, before he went to the ground. In fact, he took himself to the ground. The cops didn't throw him to the ground. And that 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 uh what that 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 technique that he was the cop was using to to basically keep him pinned to the ground, well, a lot of his weight wasn't on top of his neck, he wasn't choking, and more than likely he actually had died from the drugs that he had he had in his system. That's the truth to it. But that's not what was told to us, and that video was shared all across Facebook, all across YouTube, and it just made everyone everyone angry. That incited actual violence, and people died because of that. And Google, Facebook, Twitter, and everyone, they didn't do anything to stop it. In fact, they made it, they made it so people could share it even more. They, they, they didn't put a fact check on top of that thing, and they wanted people to get angry, and it's just bad. Now, you know, the question, too, is like, why did that, why did that happen? I really think... The left really wanted to use this opportunity to incite anger and hatred um, to, and, and to create this narrative of systemic racism and then pin Trump 
onto there as the leader and the cause of the systemic racism. It's, I mean, that's what I really think it is. I can't prove it, but that's what I feel it is. Because there's no other reason why they would, you know, not tell the whole truth. They showed, they didn't show that video in context. But again, why didn't they censor it? Because that actually caused harm. Real harm. It still does. People still believe it. No, not at all. So here we are right now. We're living in America where our First Amendment rights are being taken away from us because our soapbox is being taken away from us. It's so, and, and they're not doing it. The government isn't doing it. You know, private businesses are doing it. And what's next? Well, Biden, <laughs> he's not exactly pro-gun, right? So it looks as though the Second Amendment, when they take power, that will be up. And I have a feeling they're going to pack the court. So they're going to have a big-time Democratic court in there. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen next. It's just really sad. Where do we go from here, people? I mean, where do we go? I mean, do, I mean, do I really feel that sometimes, like, or just recently, I just said, man, just recently, re- recently with the past few days, I feel like going to another country. You know, some of my friends are saying, man, we should move to another country. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really feels that way. But what, what other country can you move to? Because America's really the only country with true freedom of speech. I mean, the other, like Canada, Australia, UK, and all those other, all those other European countries, you, you truly don't have freedom of speech. If you offend someone, you can get a fine, you can go to jail. You, 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 cause, you call a transgender by the wrong pronoun. I mean, prison or a fine. You know, America is the only place where you have true freedom of speech. But it looks as though, you know, our freedom will be taken away under this administration. Not, and they're going to weave their way through there. You know, they're, they're going to use, they're going to use social media to actually do this. But here, here's what I really think too, though. They're really scared of Trump running again in 2024. Um, they really feel that he has a good chance. And they're trying everything in their power. They're trying to impeach him right now before he gets out of office. And then on top of that, they're trying to stop his his surrogates, you know? And they're trying to label them as domestic terrorists. So now we're supposed to believe, okay, there's 74 million domestic terrorists in the United States. And let me see, what do these domestic terrorists, like, I guess I'm one, right? What, what do we believe in? First Amendment rights, freedom of speech, you know, should you know, comedy, that, that comedy could be offensive, right? You know, yeah, you, you can shoot a gun, you can go hunting with it out there, you can use it to defend your property, you can use it to defend yourself against criminals or people who want to rape you. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, women defend themselves with guns. They shoot their rapists, by the way. That's what they do. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going to go on, people. It's pretty scary. So, I hope I have better news for you the next time I'm here chatting to you. I'm going to take a break off tomorrow, and then uh, maybe we can chat about movies. Hopefully, something else is going to like you know turn up pretty... Hopefully, there's good news on the horizon. I really do. And I really hope Donald... I mean, I really hope Joe Biden isn't as bad as he seems. But he seems already to just be a... Huh, he's just... The law, he does not respect the law. He does not respect the Constitution. 
make no mistake, the Democrats are not doing this to protect your rights. They're, t- they're going to take away every single right that you have. And I, I'm not trying to be paranoid here. All they care about is power. And they believe now that the less conversation you have, the better. Because they don't want debate. They don't want conversation. You know, you know here's the thing before I go. I don't like hearing people saying that there's no evidence of election fraud. There's a lot of evidence out there. Now, whether or not that evidence is true or not, I would like to see that evidence cross-examined in a court of law. I really would. I would like to see lawyers and other experts say, well, here's why this data is wrong, and here's why this data is right. When, 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 when people do autopsies on, autopsies on people, on a murder victim, sometimes there's two competing opinions, correct? Why? And we always want, as a jury... We should always listen to both. And then as a person, we can say, well, that makes sense. That doesn't really make sense. And even then you have two different opinions. Right now, the only people saying that there's no such thing as election fraud are liberal reporters and politicians, right? And then we have this data that's on the side where these very smart forensic you know, scientists whose job is to audit, is to audit fraud. That's their job is to find fraud. And they're saying there is fraud here. Using all these different theorems of mathematical, mathematical things, even taking, taking a Dominion machine and, and trying to say, hey, here's what, here's what it doesn't make sense. We have Dominion saying, hey, we didn't commit any fraud. And then we, um, um, IT people saying, well, okay, that's fine. Let us look at the algorithm. And then Dominion says, no, that's okay. Doesn't that make you say, hey, wait a minute, maybe there's something there because you're like hiding the murder weapon? <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Oh, you, you know, no, you know, I didn't commit the murder, and um, that that is the murder weapon here. But I just basically, you you, you can't see it. <laughs> same exact thing, but again, what I'm saying is all rhetoric. It's just me, you, you know, you know, just talking. We need to look at all the evidence. Let's take a look at these machines, and if they're innocent, then we're all wrong, and then it's all settled. The debate is then over. That's when the debate is over. But the Democrats never want to have the debate. Even with global warming, they don't want to debate you. You know, El Gore, he doesn't want to debate you on that. Most Democrats don't want to debate you on that. And there's some very strong scientists who come forward and they do have a debate. And then I like that. Let's listen to both opinions. And maybe we can make a decision for ourselves. Like I said yesterday, I said, oh, the straws. Remember the straws? We're all switching to paper straws. Because some 13 or 14-year-old kid had a science experiment and made some liberals say, oh, I'm so sad. I don't want to kill the turtles. I don't want to kill all the things and pollute, throw plastic into the ocean. Oh, I'm so guilty. And already they said the debate is over. We're all switching to paper straws. And then all all of a sudden, if you say, wait a minute, there's more information here. They say, no, 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 no. Paper straws it is because... That's what the public wants. The debate is over. The debate never started, but the debate is over. Don't talk, obey. That's, that's the mantra of the left. And, and that's what it is going to be. That's what they want. It's so bad that they want to, no debate, they want to take down parlor. You can't even have a conversation at all. You know, you're, for the fact that you're talking about, even if you're treating conspiracy theories, and which I think there are a lot of conspiracy theories, they're not allowing that. That's not America. 
You are allowed in America to be a conspiracy theorist. You are allowed to be crazy. Even if we're 100% crazy, we're allowed to be crazy. <laughs> you know? And, and I'll tell you this. I've been, you know, I've met Trump supporters. You're talking to one. You're one. If you're listening to me, you're more likely a Trump supporter. If you're a liberal, well, you made it this far. I really congratulate you. But the more you listen to me, trust me, you're probably going to change to conservative. But we're not violent people. If I put on my, I remember I put on my uh, my MAGA hat. I was yelled at. I was called different types of names. I was called a lot of racist things. And I'm Chinese just because I was wearing the MAGA hat. But it's coming from the left, the racism. Right? They call you chink. Oh, slant eye, all this stuff. You know, all those different types of things. Just because you have the Trump hat on, they, they feel that they can insult you like that. <laughs> and when I was walking around Kailua with my Trump, my Trump shirt on, I was pushed into a wall. Now, did, you know, any Trump supporters ever attack a liberal? Maybe. But so far, the left can't prove it. And the left has to, you know, like Jussie Smollett, he has to, or we call him Smollett, right? Not Smollett. <laughs> he had to make up everything. <laughs> and in fact, most of, the, most of the stories were mega people, right? You know, attack um, liberals have been found to be all false. Now, even in this, Domestic violent, violent MAGA supporters who stormed the Capitol. I didn't see them attacking anyone. They may have gotten a little rowdy, but I didn't see them throwing Molotov cocktails. I didn't see them shooting guns. I didn't, do the, I didn't see them do any of that. I didn't see them throwing punches. I see Antifa doing that. I see the Antifa doing a lot. Antifa shows up with helmets and bats. What did these, Trump, what did these domestic Trump supporters show up with? Oh, Trump flags. Amazing. All right, people, I am out of here. I got to go to bed. It's four o'clock in the morning. Okay, nice talking to you.